Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is August 24th. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be going over the Dolphins' previous preseason game against the Las Vegas Raiders. This was a game that they lost. They narrowly lost. Ended up being uh, on a missed field goal attempt by Jason Sanders by a score of 15-13. to 13. But as I mentioned in the previous episode, and I will reiterate throughout the preseason, it isn't as much about the wins and losses as much as it is about evaluating some of these guys that are on the bubble, who may or may not make the team, and just get a general feel for how things are looking, especially in this game, which was Tua's preseason debut, and we also got to see a few other of some familiar faces with the Miami Dolphins. So, the first things first that everyone wants to know, okay, can we dive into Tua Tagovailoa? How did he look? Well, in this game, he ended up finishing 6 for 8, 58 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, that was it. A rating of 94.8. And frankly, how he looked in this game was kind of more of what we've seen in the past from him. Very conservative style of play, dare I say vanilla. Of course, the offense is going to look fairly different as we get towards a regular season, I'm hoping. But in this game, we saw a lot of Tua kind of taking what was given to him. I think the best play that we saw from Tua in this one was a nice little play where he rolled out of the pocket. He had some decent time to throw and he was able to find uh, Chase Edmonds for a gain of 17. So that was pretty nice. But aside from that, again, it was more so him taking what the defenders were giving him. That meant finding guys like Chase Edmonds in open space, let him kind of show his magic and uh, his ability to make defenders miss or whether he found Mike Gesicki in the flats and was able to pick up some yards after the catch. It wasn't necessarily anything extraordinary that I would be freaking out about, but in this game, it was a very conservative, very vanilla style of offense. And while I do think in the regular season, we're going to see a lot more of, you know, a dynamic offense when we have guys like Tyreek Hill, when we have guys like Jalen Waddle in motion, that's going to change a whole bunch of the offense. As of right now, again, a very vanilla performance, but I did mention there Chase Edmonds because he he, to me, was more the, one of the more exciting guys in this starting lineup for the Dolphins offense. If you're looking at somebody uh, to kind of go after in terms of fancy football, a guy who I think could have surprising upside, I think it's going to be this running back here, Chase Edmonds, former Arizona Cardinal. The guy is going to have a ton of value, especially in PPR leagues. Even though this was a preseason game and I imagine the offense will look different, I do think Tua just generally at this point in his career is going to be benefiting off of these short passes and plays around the line of scrimmage. And I I think Chase Edmonds is one of those guys you want to keep an eye on because he may have a pretty large, uh, you know, target share by the end of the season. So other guys that are notable across the starting lineup that we saw, again, a little bit of Mike Kosicki who was out there until the second quarter, finished this game, three catches for 27 yards, nothing too spectacular or anything that is out of the ordinary from what we've come to expect from Mike Kosicki. Another guy who was out there for a bit uh, was Sony Michelle, a guy who is kind of supposed to offer that power running style of role, and that is not what he was able to provide in this preseason game. Kind of killed a drive as the Dolphins fed him on back-to-back plays where they needed one yard, and he was not able to pick up that yard for the team, so he finished his game two carries for zero yards. Now, as we move a little bit further into the offense of some of these guys here, before we talk about 
the exciting prospect that is Skylar Thompson, who's really been one of the more exciting names, not just for the Dolphins in the preseason, but frankly, one of those names throughout the entire NFL that is really uh, getting fans excited. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Teddy Bridgewater because I actually thought he looked pretty solid and not enough uh, people are really talking about it. He ended up finishing this game uh, 10 for 20, 119 yards, and he was sacked one time. He started off his performance just about the worst way imaginable. That opening drive, uh, he was evading pressure, held onto the ball for too long. He tried not to take a sack in the end zone, but he threw it away, was unable to get it back to the line of scrimmage, ended up being a safety regardless. But outside of that play, I thought he showed some nice accuracy, uh, some nice composure. The touch on his passes was very nice. He connected on a dime of a throw to Braylon Sanders for a gain of 28, where he dropped it right over the defender. And then he looked back Sanders' way in the end zone. And frankly, another play, an absolute dime near the pylon in the end zone just happened to get broken up. And I think the receiver could have done a better job at reeling it in. But uh, Teddy Bridgewater, I thought he showed some nice touch on those passes, good accuracy. I was pretty impressed with what he offered. But as we continue to move forward, Skylar Thompson, of course, another performance where he was the star of the show. He ended up finishing this game nine completions on 10 attempts, 129 yards, and he did have a touchdown in this game. He had a rating of 152.1, and him and Eric Azukama were really connecting on a ton of these big plays. Uh, Azukama would finish this game six catches, 114 yards, with a big reception of 34, uh, 34 yards, which was kind of underthrown by Thompson, and Azukama was able to make an amazing play on the ball where he was getting tangled up with a defender, was able to bring it in. He looks like an athletic freak out there. But Thompson kind of reiterating this point that if you're trying to put him on the practice squad, there is a very, very high likelihood that another team is going to look his way and pick him up based on how he is playing so far this preseason. He was able to find uh, Zaquandre White for a four-yard touchdown reception in this game. So, Overall, the offense was very vanilla. I'm not going to completely write them off and say that's the offense that we're going to see in the regular season. The offensive line had moments where they were able to provide some pretty decent protection and some time for Tua while he was out there. But one thing that I am kind of worried about as we move closer to the regular season is the running game for the Dolphins was absolutely non-existent yet again. The team finished with 18 carries for 37 yards. That is an average of 2.1 yards, the longest carry was 12 yards by Savan Ahmed. And if you remember back last week, the longest carry for the Dolphins was actually a scramble by Skylar Thompson. So that's never a good thing when your longest run is one that's just over 20 yards and it's by your quarterback. So hopefully the offense in terms of the running game we're seeing here from the Dolphins, that this isn't a huge indicator that the team is going to continue to struggle with the running game and become one dimensional because that really does place a big limitation on an offense. And Mike McDaniel, his whole kind of uh, claim to fame is his ability to work magic with the running game. So hopefully that is able to change. As of right now though, Chase Edmonds appears to be the guy if you're looking fancy football wise, just because I do think he's going to see a ton of targets in the receiving game. Now, as we move over here to the defensive side of the ball, the first thing that I mentioned last time when we were talking about the defense is the same thing I'm going to mention this time when we're talking about the defense is that Jalen Phillips absolutely stands out 
instantly. It's impossible to watch that first team defense and to not notice how quick and how uh, just powerful Jalen Phillips look at, looks out there as he's getting around the edge. Will that come around to bite him sometimes at him over committing to that edge and maybe a run breaks inside? Possibly. But I do think that he's going to be dominating guys. There's going to be a ton of sacks in this column. I don't think it should come as a shock to anybody if Jalen Phillips has a monster season because he is manhandling guys out there. And even though, again, it didn't show up in the stat column, if you watched his performance, it just jumps out. The first thing you see is the way that he is flying around the edge and getting straight to the quarterback. It seems like just about every snap. Now, as we move on to some of the other guys, if you remember last week, uh, cornerback Trill Williams went down with an injury, which was significant, prompting the Dolphins, who were kind of all of a sudden uh, looking pretty bleak over there at the cornerback position in terms of their depth, to go out there and make a move for Mackenzie Alexander, formerly with the Minnesota Vikings. Well, uh, Alexander is now out for the year. He has been placed on IR, and the Dolphins had a multitude of injuries at the cornerback position during that game, and outside of Alexander, luckily, it seems like the rest of the injuries here do not seem to be too significant. We saw Nick Needham go down. He was kind of grabbing at that hand, prompting people to, you know, theorize whether he had a dislocated finger, things of that nature. He was seen back on the sidelines shortly after that, and Barry Jackson tweeted yesterday that uh, Needham is now fine and good to go. We also saw an injury to Keon Crossan, who had a very impressive performance in that first preseason game. He is now day-to-day, so hopefully that injury is not too significant. And then uh, Byron Jones, according to Barry Jackson, continues to work towards an opener, and he says, we'll see about that. So the Dolphins tried to address that cornerback need they had by going out there and getting Alexander, and it seems like now they're going to have to go out there and look for another move they can make, because they are just one injury away from having a very weak group of guys in the secondary. That's not something you want to see. And I will say that no NFL team is perfect. If you had a perfect NFL team that was stacked across the board and even with injuries, you were still set, then you're going to win the Super Bowl every time. But that is never the case. In order to have good elements of certain teams, you know, just based on this being a sport that has a salary cap, then other positions are typically going to be lacking. So whereas last year, the Dolphins had a just complete barren wide receiver group outside of Jalen Waddle, all of a sudden that unit is stacked in the corner position kind of takes a little bit of a back seat. Same thing could be said about the linebacker group. So I'm not completely furious at the idea because I know with certain areas improving and you dedicating more money to that area of the team, there's going to be other areas that can't necessarily have all those resources allocated to it. So I understand and I'm not furious at the team and thinking that they completely mismanaged the situation. But at the same time, we have to acknowledge that there's going to have to be something done here just to make sure that throughout the course of the season, if Xavier Howard uh, goes down or if Byron Jones goes down, the team isn't putting a complete liability out there against some of the top receivers in the NFL. So those are some things to keep your eye on. Uh, Some other notes to mention here is Channing Tindall actually led the Dolphins in tackles in this last preseason game. He looked a lot more composed out there. I kind of mentioned after the first episode that I thought he was a little bit over eager and just kind of straight lining to the ball the second uh, that it was snapped. In this one, it seemed like he was a lot more patient, kind of waiting to see how the play developed. And overall, I think that worked to his benefit. He also did pretty good, I thought, in a 
pass protection for the most part. And then Cameron Good also had a few flashes where he had some nice plays. He had one tackle for a loss in this game, so that was good. Another concern here is that Noah Igbenogany, once again, in the opening portion of this game, was just getting exposed. The team was targeting him, and when the Dolphins have a need at the cornerback position, and despite that, it still seems like a good idea to move away from their former first-round pick, that is really telling just, you know, how lackluster his development has been so far. So overall, uh, you're asking for my takeaways, uh, the major ones that I would have here after this game. The first one is Skylar Thompson looks impressive. Some could make the case that he should be the second string quarterback for the Dolphins and that they could save some money here by making a trade and trading Bridgewater. If he strings together another good preseason game, then it's hard to make the argument that that's just ludicrous. The guy has looked completely composed out there. He is an older quarterback. He is a rookie, but he is also 25 years old. So there's a solid case to be made there, but Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think, looked bad by any means. He showed some pretty nice touch and accuracy. Uh, when it came to Tua Tagovailoa, the offense was so vanilla. I don't think there were any major takeaways that you could have based on this performance that we haven't already seen in the past from him. I think uh, running back Chase Edmonds is going to be an extremely viable running back for the team and is going to have a large target share. So whether you're thinking in terms of fantasy football, that is one guy you should check out. Sony Michelle, who hasn't looked impressive in the preseason nor necessarily in training camp. I think there's a decent chance a team elects to move away from him, but what could keep him on the team is just the fact that he offers something that the other guys don't have. Miles Gaskin, Savan Ahmed, Chase Edmonds are all fairly similar backs in terms of the skill set they offer, so maybe the team may look away from uh, a guy like Miles Gaskin, but frankly, if this was just based on strictly performance-wise, it would be Sony Michelle who ends up getting the boot. But just the fact that he has a little bit more experience, that he offers a different skill set, maybe he ends up getting that spot. But frankly, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the guy at this point. And then when it comes to the receivers here, Braylon Sanders, who is making uh, you know a strong push for that number six spot if the Dolphins do indeed elect to keep a six receiver, he looked pretty good out there. Eric Ezukama continues to show why I think he will be a guy who has a decent amount of value towards the end of the regular season if he could kind of get it integrated into this offense. I think he's a guy who could be an interesting dynamic player for this team. But outside of that, I don't see room for Preston Williams. I don't necessarily see room for Lynn Bowden Jr. I don't think that's happening. I think Trent Shurfield is going to secure one of those tail end spots at the wide receiver, whether it ends up being the five or the six spot. I think the team will elect to move away uh, from Lynn Bowden and Preston Williams after the preseason. So guys, that is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode. As always, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so. That is at Shady Steven and at Via the Source. Any topics, questions, things that you would like for me to discuss, you can feel free to send them to me over there. I will gladly discuss it in the next episode. But guys, that is how I'm going to wrap it up. Until next time, I'm Steven Masso, and this was Via the Source.